So we're headed into the last week of January, and I'm just curious, how are you doing? How are you doing with your goals, your resolutions, your habits? If you listened to my last episode, you know why I have stopped focusing on resolutions. I do still have goals, but my main focus is on habits because they are sustainable. They will serve me long term. And if you listen to a previous episode about habit stacking, they're really easy to build upon. So whether you need to add, tweak, remove, habits, in my opinion, are the thing to focus on and the way to go. Now, that being said, time management is also really important. So if you have been around for any length of time or you're new here, time management is a big thing that we talk about because you only have a certain amount of time in every day. And it's going to sound a little depressing for a minute, but in your lifetime, and we don't even know how much that is. So we want to be good stewards of it and the best that we can with what we have. So today I want to talk about the perfect planner and the fact that it doesn't exist. So if you can at all relate to me in the fact that I have purchased so many planners and none of them, I'm going to say none because I mean it have served me the way that I expected or hoped for or that I was promised by the amazing marketing team. I've gotten good things from different ones, but there's never been one planner where I'm like, yes, this is the holy grail and all my problems are solved, done. Let me tell everybody about it. So today I want to talk about some different options and what I have come to use And also just help you realize that although there's no perfect planner, and what I mean by that is it's not a one size fits all. So the main focus is figuring out what it is you need, how your personality and the right planner go together, because the point of it is to help you be successful, whatever that looks like for you, whatever you need to get done, whatever you need to track, etc. So there are tons of options. And personally, I am a hybrid, and so I have just come to create my own. And I'll tell you what that looks like. If you're interested in it, you can let me know. I can email what I use over to you because it's just a simple PDF that I created. But yeah, so that's what we're talking about today, why to stop buying all the planners. I mean, I have bought numerous planners in a single calendar year more times than I'd like to admit. So save your money, and let's figure out what's right for you and what you need and let's be successful in 2024. Yes, January is almost over, but no matter when you're listening to this, whether January or any month, it's never too late to take back control of our time and be intentional and to set ourselves up for success. So let's dive in. Are you too busy to prep healthy meals? Do you feel self-conscious about your body and your clothes not fitting right, but you don't have time to work out? Does your life feel unorganized and messy? Do you wish you had routines and habits that made health simple, even with your busy schedule? I know, I've been there. Hi, I'm Shannon Marquita, and no one ever really taught me how to eat healthy. I didn't know anything about nutrition, so I found myself eating whatever was easy, which definitely impacted my energy, weight, and focus. That's why I created this podcast, to show you that through healthy habits and time management, you can know you're doing health right. So stop scrolling social, clicking the ads, and buying all the things. Let's grab our Americano and pop in our AirPods. It's time to solve the real problem together. Welcome home.
a fresh start awaits. So I'm curious what type of planner you use currently, which ones you've tried, and if you found one that works for you. In my opinion, there are four types of planners and depending on your personality and kind of how you function well, schedule-wise, probably has you lean more towards one than another, or you might be a hybrid like I am. So I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, the four types of planners. And if you have one that's worked for you, great. If you've been struggling to find one that works for you, you might be a hybrid like I am, and I'll definitely share what I use. And at the end, if you are interested in the one that I use, it's just a simple PDF. I'm happy to send it to you. Actually might be sending it out this week in my weekly email, which if you're not subscribed, you can go to my website, Shannon Marquita, that's M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-A.com. And there'll be a drop down that says that you can download my freebie and that'll get you subscribed. Or you can just scroll to the bottom of the page and it has a place to enter your email address so you'll subscribe. But I send out an email weekly, just fun tips, sometimes a recipe, sometimes things like this planner that I created that I use. And then just a note of encouragement, kind of maybe something I've learned or just want to share with you. So it's very simple. It's not overwhelming in your inbox, personal, etc. So if you're not subscribed, definitely go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss out on anything that I send. But yeah, so as far as planners, in my opinion, there are four. One is probably the most common in the sense that it goes by time intervals during the day. So there are ones that go by 15 minutes, 30, 60 minutes, but you just plan your day accordingly. So for example, you could say, I plan to wake up at 6 a.m., I am going to take 15 minutes, in my case, maybe to make my coffee and take care of Buster. And then I'm going to have 30 minutes of quiet time. So then 6.15 to 6.45. And then I'm going to change and have my pre-workout. So 6.45 to 7. And then I'm going to do my workout. So let's say 7 to 7.30. And then I'm going to get ready for my day. So depending on whether or not I need a shower, etc. It could be 7.30 to 8 or 7.30 to 8.30. Whatever it is. But anyways, you get the idea. You lay out your day in regards to time intervals. So I personally have tried this. It does not work for me for a number of reasons, mainly that I'm not that strict in regards to time. So what I mean by that is I might have the best laid plan of I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to plan my whole day. And in a perfect world, that's what it will look like. Now, if I wake up at 5.15, what happens, right? I'm already 15 minutes behind, which means I have a choice to make. Do I cut something? Do I shift something? Do I just redo my whole day? And that doesn't feel good, right? So to wake up and already be behind, now I'm starting the day feeling stressed, a little anxious, and I don't want to use the word failure, but like I've already not succeeded and the day hasn't even started really. So I don't like that personally at all. I have tried it and it's just too stressful. If I wake up a little bit late or if something runs a little bit over, it's like, oh shoot, now I just feel like the whole day is a mess. Now it's not a mess, but that's how my brain works. So if you're anything like that or have tried it and experienced that, you're not alone and that just might not be the right fit for you. So that's one. 
A second one that's pretty popular is time blocking. And if you haven't heard of this or you have and you just don't know what it is, it's fine. It's honestly extremely simple. So the easiest way that I'm going to explain it is imagine dividing your day into three parts, morning, afternoon, evening, and then you just put tasks in there. So things you are going to do maybe before lunch, things you're going to maybe do midday, and then things you're going to do in the evening and at night. So it could be, you know, dishes, workout, shower, breakfast. Maybe that's your morning. Maybe your afternoon is work and nap, right? That would be nice. Uh, Conference calls. And then maybe your evening and night is make dinner, workout, dishes, bed, right? Like whatever you want to put in there. But that's in a very simple explanation what time blocking is, is just divvy your day up into sections and just put stuff in there and You're just going to do it at some point during that block. And then a third description of a planner or third type of planner is the ones that people really love being creative. And what I mean by that is it's the planners that have like stickers and different colored, you know, I don't know, pens that come with it. And it it becomes this entire process. And I know people who use this and they love it. And God bless them. If that's your jam, like go for it. That is not my jam. I feel like it becomes an entire project in itself, which can feel overwhelming. And I just don't plan like that. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. It, it more just feels like kind of a craft to me than actual planning. And I'm not knocking it because I just, it's not for me and that's completely okay. If you use it, more power to you. I have very successful friends. Some of them use this style planner and it works for them. So I want you to know none of these are me being down on any of the planners. It's just telling you the types that are out there and you then discovering, if you haven't already, which one is right for you or creating a hybrid that does work for you from these options. So that would be the third one where it's just very artsy and creative and in depth and you plan way ahead. You plan your months and your weeks and your days and it can be everything that's personal and business wise and all the things in between. And it's just, it's, it's very personally creative that I don't know a better word to describe it, but you know that you've seen it. If it, if the planner comes with stickers and different colored anything, (laughs) that's the kind of planner I'm talking about. And then the fourth type is where it is more of a to-do list, but it works as a planner in the sense that you make a list of everything that you want to accomplish in a day, and then you rank it. And you basically just work your list from urgent and important down to important. So you might have heard this as quadrants. I mean, it's been explained if you've heard of any different types of planners. This is where you just have You can rank it by letter, like A can be the most important, and then however many tasks you don't have, you can either go through the alphabet or you can categorize them. Like these four tasks are very important, so I'll either label them an A or a number one, and just going down to, you know, it can be the letter D or E, it can be, you know, number four if you just have categories of importance. Or you can just number them, you know, one through 20, not saying you have 20 things in a day, but you get the idea. It's just laying out what you want to accomplish in a day and then prioritizing it and putting it in order of 
importance and urgency, and then just working your list from top to bottom. So those are the four main types of planners in the sense of daily tasks and sometimes weekly, even monthly, depending how, I don't want to say broad, but how in-depth you want to get and how far ahead you plan. So that being said, if you're anything like me, I've purchased tons of planners, even in a single calendar year, more often than I'd like to admit, I have purchased numerous planners and yet I still have not found one that fits me and that's okay. The planner is not the magic, right? The magic is actually working whatever you say is important and a priority. So the planner is a tool to keep you focused and intentional with your time because it is very easy to get off track, to get distracted, to not know exactly what you should be doing. And so then we start wasting time. So just remember that the planner is not the magic. The planner is a tool to keep you focused and productive and intentional. So now I'm going to tell you what I do. And I really just started doing this the end of last year, but it's worked really well for me. And that's just because of what I found I need. And so again, if one of these planners I've already listed works for you, keep it, keep doing it. Like the point of all of this is to find what works for you and utilize it and stick with it. Don't planner jump. Like I planner jump because I just haven't found something that works. But once I find something that works, then it's like, okay, stick with it because the goal is to get the things done and be productive and intentional. So then you also have time for the things that you want to enjoy and people you want to spend time with. So for me, what I have found that works is really a hybrid of the first two that I listed, which is listing out times for your tasks but also time blocking. And so what I mean is it hasn't worked for me to do things in 15-minute increments or 30-minute increments or 60-minute increments. But time blocking also is too broad for me. And so I've kind of created a hybrid in the sense that I have a time blocking daily, well, not daily, it's actually weekly, but I also do a daily planner that I've created where in a single day, I have my blocks, so I have first thing in the morning, and then I have my main morning, and then I have afternoon, evening, and then nighttime before bed. So it really breaks down into five periods during the day, and really first thing in the morning and before bed at night are routines. So it's like my morning routine and my nighttime routine. So those are pretty defined. Those don't really shift. I mean, if I'm traveling, maybe they shift a little bit, but those are, those are pretty standard. So really, it's the three in the middle that shift, morning, afternoon, and evening. But then what I do is I put the tasks in there for those blocks, but I define those blocks because they might change. So for example, during the week, it might be, you know, 8 to 11, right? 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then my afternoon might be 12 to 3 or 12 to 4. And then my evening might be, you know, 6 to 8, and then nighttime 9 to 10. So what does that mean? That means that I have the items I do in the morning. It might be workout, it might be dishes, it might be um, checking email, responding to messages, like tasks that I'm going to get done in the morning, but I'm blocking this time. And so it's just going to be, let's say, from 8 to 11, right? And then 11 to 12 is kind of a buffer. It might be when I grab some lunch, it might be where I catch up. It might just be some free time. 
And then I might have like a 12 to 3, 12 to 4 period where it's meetings and work and whatever else I need to get done in there, then I would list it. And then I might not start my evening time, let's say until 6, right? But I ended my afternoon time at 4. So that allows me a two-hour break of doing whatever. It can be because I have a family event that I need to go to. It could be because I'm meeting a friend for dinner. And you can also include that time in your evening time and just write friend time as part of that block. So you get to really decide how specific you get with this. But the point is that you define the blocks with times, like a broader time though, not 6 a.m. to 6.15 and 6.15 to 6.45 a.m. It's more 8 to 10 a.m. and then 12 to 4 p.m. So it's like you know the times you're working within and you're getting those tasks done within that time frame. But it allows room for margin so that you don't feel like you have to be completely perfect all the time and you have some wiggle room. It just, for me personally, has allowed me to feel like I can breathe and alleviate some stress because I know that I've built in a buffer and I know that I have this whole time frame to get these tasks done. It's not like, oh, I have this one task, but I only have 30 minutes and oh my gosh, I'm already feeling stressed because I started a little bit late. So really I have 20 minutes and that just is too much for me. I just can't. And if you work like that, great. I have friends that are really successful and they do those very specific, this this task I'm allowing 30 minutes and this task I'm allowing 15 and more power to them. But for me, I need the room for margin, but I also need defined boundaries of time. So by doing that 8 to 10 a.m., 12 to 4 p.m., you know, 6 to 8 p.m., and then 9 to 10, it's like, okay, I know when I'm doing Zoom calls. I know when I'm checking email. I know when I'm getting my work done and my workout and when I have time to just relax. If I want to watch some TV or a movie or take my dog for a walk or hang out with my family and friends, like whatever it is, But for me, that hybrid has really been a blessing because it offers specificity and healthy boundaries, but also room to breathe and minimize stress. So I'm curious what you do, what you found has worked, if you have a system that works. Along with all of this, I also want to say that I have a side to-do list. So when I fill in my blocks every day, I pull from my to-do list. So like when I have something that needs to get done, I write it down. Like everything has a place to live because you don't want to forget anything and have anything fall through the cracks. And then when you fill in your blocks, like if I'm in a work, you know, if my 12 to 4 is work time, I then can go to my work to-do list and be like, okay, great. Here's what I'm going to pull from here today. So the time blocking isn't where you write everything down, like check email and, you know, respond to messages and, you know, get my weekly email done and my podcast and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, okay, this is work time. Here's my work to do list. Here's the, you know, three to five items that I'm going to plug in for here. So it's like you have the to do list so that everything has somewhere to live because you can't always be putting things right into time blocks because it might be like, I can't get this done today, but I need to remember to do it. So I'm going to assign it later in the week. And so this to do list is just paired with my time block that has boundaries of what time frame I'm going to do those tasks in. So I hope that makes sense. If you want to see an example, again, just shoot me a message. If I get enough interest, I'll definitely include it in this week's email that goes out. If not, then I'll send it to you individually. But I know for me that has worked wonders. But I also just want to encourage you, 
use this as permission to create what you need. Like don't spend a lot of time on it in the sense of letting it be a distraction, but the sooner you can figure out how you function and how best you can manage your time, keep yourself focused and on track and intentional, the better you're going to be. So it is worth taking the time to create or figure out or try different ones to see what works for you. Um, but you need to pick something. So that's just what I want you to pull from this is if you have a system, keep it great. If it works for you, if it doesn't work for you, do some trial and error. You can Google, there's plenty of free resources online. So if you wanted to go to the store and buy a few different types of planners to try them, I mean, feel free. It's your time and money, but I also want you to be wise with your money. So why not try free versions online figure out what works for you, and then either create or buy something that you can use. But I don't want you to spend a bunch of money like I have in the past, which I still regret. And I have planners right here on my bookshelf that I'm just never going to use because they don't work for me. So if I meet somebody that likes that kind, I honestly just gift it to them. Like my mom started using this planner and I was like, oh my gosh, I have some of those here. You can have them. So it saved her money. It let me give her a gift, but I don't want you to have a shelf full of planners that you never use. Like we want to be intentional and productive and also wise. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, always, 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 please feel free to email me, DM me. If you are struggling with time management, if you have any questions about how to better use your time, or you're still kind of struggling with the new year and what your goals should look like or how to fine tune them, any of those questions. You can always book a one-on-one, literally anytime. Go to my website, shannonmarquita.com. You'll see it right there where you can book a one-on-one for healthy habits coaching, and we can talk about it. We can see what your goals are. We can see what's working, what's not working, what you want it to look like for you, and we'll just get it done. So I hope you're doing well. I am so excited for January. It's been a great month, and just what has been learned and implemented and just all that's ahead for 2024. Love you guys. If this podcast helped, challenged, or inspired you in some way, I would love it if you'd do me a huge favor and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps me to hear from you and know how this is best serving you. And go ahead and screenshot this and share it in your stories. Tag me at Shannon Marquita. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-A. And send it over to a friend in a text who is ready for healthy changes in her life too. Let her know that this episode might serve her as well. I am just so grateful for you and would love to hear from you. Come hang out and let's connect over in my Facebook group, bit.ly.com slash a fresh start, or send me a message. I look forward to seeing you back here in a few days.